everybody to the latest edition of the Boiler Upload podcast. I am your host, Travis Miller of Boiler Upload, and I also want to remind you once again that going to the airport sucks. That's why we have our good friends at Reindeer, Reindeer Shuttle as our top sponsor. They do a great job of taking people from Lafayette to both O'Hare and Indianapolis International Airport. And if you're interested in driving to the airport for them, they have all kinds of openings right now. Visit their website at reindeershuttle.com for a ride or to give people a ride if you're looking for a job. With me tonight, as always, is our fabulous crew. First, we have Jace Jellison. How are you doing, Jace? Doing good, Travis. How are you? I am good. I am good. And we have back with us this week. He did not fall asleep this week, as he said last week. Casey Bartley. How are you doing, Casey? Love is a hell of a thing, Travis. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain it to you someday. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. You get sleepy afterwards sometimes. <laughs> this is not the Boiler Upload podcast after it's 9:20 dark. It's 9.20 p.m. I'm allowed to talk like this. Oh, okay. Well, this is not going to be the blue version of the show. <laughs> anyway, we do have quite a bit to talk about here. It is spring football this week, and it will be wrapping up on Saturday with the spring game, not spring game, whatever it is at Folk Field. <laughs> Jace, what it's the hell is going right? on? Yeah, no, Casey's right. It's not a game. Um, it was kind of it's the- real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the uh, it was it was just kind of the perfect storm of things going wrong. I don't want to say wrong, but just unfortunate circumstances. Just with first Ross State, it's obviously going under renovation, so um, Purdue's home field was was unavailable. Um, they moved it to Folk Field. And then they had to come out and say, hey, we can't even allow fans in because just just because of I think the capacity is like a thousand or two thousand. So they're going to have to turn people away, uh, which obviously they didn't want to do. Um, and then on top of that, we don't, we don't we don't want to tell people no, some people. So we're going to tell everyone now. <laughs> have they not? I, I don't know if there's ever been more than a thousand that a Purdue spring came to be quite honest I yeah I don't know because last year I don't think there was but I mean yeah. I, I we like to go but man you that's one of the joys of it is you can sit wherever you want mm-hmm. and nobody's around you yeah and then um it, I mean this isn't it kind of it's their fault I don't want to say it's their fault but like it's right next to Grand Prix on the same day as the race so it's just a bunch of things. And then on top of it, Coach Walters talked about it on Saturday. They have so many guys that are banged up in there. I mean, they have over a dozen guys that haven't even practiced this spring dealing with, with injuries, recovering from surgeries, um, everything like that. And then, like, the last two scrimmages that they had, they held out a bunch of guys as well. Like, I, I believe in the first scrimmage, they held out near 30 guys. Uh, just because they were banged up. So um, Coach Walters felt like it was more beneficial for them to just just have a final practice and and uh, wrap things up that way and and get healthy before uh, fall camp. Yeah, well, at, to me, that's more important is you don't want anybody to get injured in <laughs> in yeah. the spring game. That, that just sucks. That's a bad note to start the year off. Yeah, I mean, I think we all remember DJ Knox going down. Yeah, that brutal injury, and I mean, you just never want to see that. Also, you can say that uh, Walters has never been beat as a boilermaker. Still, one of the teams would have had to lose. 
Okay, it's a lose lose situation. All right, I get what you're saying. I was gonna say he splits <laughs> he splits the win either way, so he gets a win and a loss. So he gets his first win and his first loss. Right. I don't know, man. I saw I was there for uh, for Daryl Hazel's first spring game, and um, that was a bad offense that couldn't score against a bad defense, and that we should have known right then and there. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> But uh, obviously with spring ball, we have a lot of different visitors and everything. What are we hearing recruiting wise? Uh, we've got some definite rumors out there that there's going to be some commitments and uh, some transfers soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll by the time this this goes out, the, um, the commitment should be coming. Um, we're not going to spoil that for that athlete. But um, in terms of the you transfers, can, you can talk about him without saying the name. And, and you're not spoiling it. And then when they know by tomorrow, it'll be perfect. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what time he's going to drop. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. No, uh, I don't. Ruin it for a 17 year old kid, you know, uh, just because I want some clout. But uh, now, in terms of the in terms of the transfer portal, uh, Coach Walters and Kevin Kane haven't been shy about talking about they need to add depth at both. Uh, the defensive line and, and in the secondary at both at both uh, cornerback and safety. Um, this weekend, there's a pair of guys that was on campus. Um, the first one is Sean Stevens, who I think is is probably the more likely guy to commit, um, as opposed to Marquise Wilson, who's a guy from Penn State. Um, he's I th- I think he's kind of leaning towards towards West Virginia, but Sean Stevens, he's had a hell of a career. It's 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 been up and downs, but um, he started out his career at Bakersfield College, a JUCO um, in California. Then he transferred to Missouri Southern State. He had that's a, a real school. Yes, <laughs> Missouri Southern Travis, State. Travis, oh my. I, Travis, Ivy Tech has a basketball team. You can play sports anywhere. I was on the Ivy Tech basketball team, baby. Yeah, you can play college <laughs> sports anywhere, Open, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you can play college sports anywhere. Um, but after that, he sat like out. Kid dream. For real. For real. I, I got some friends that played for the Ivy Tech team uh, up here in Hubblesville. Um, they're balling out, though. They're, they're cooking, dudes. I can't lie. We, we are not going to become we are not going to become a website dedicated to Ivy Tech basketball. I'm putting my foot down on that one. Hey, you never know. Paint might, paint might dip into the... Uh, <laughs> Paint my dip into the pipeline. Start something new. <laughs> oh shit! But uh, anyway, okay. So after he transferred to Missouri Southern State, he actually sat out the 2020 season because his mom uh, fell ill. He had to go back home, and then he tried to go to Penn State as a walk on 2021, but didn't become eligible. So he sat out 2020 and 2021. Came back in 2022 for West Liberty. Uh, which is a D2 school in, in West Virginia, and became an All-American. He led, he led the nation in picks with eight, uh, took two back to the house, had 14 pass breakups, became, a, like I said, an All-American. Um, I mean, he, he showed the potential. And obviously in college football, you can, you can bring guys from the JUCO level, and that can translate. It's not like, it's not like guys there can't play. The, you can get some diamonds in the rough from that. Um, from that area, but um, I see him as a guy that's a legit candidate um, to commit to Purdue, and and honestly, Purdue needs it at the cornerback spot because 
Um, so Liam Turner Muhammad, who transferred in from from Stanford, he hasn't got the campus. Um, you got Jamari Brown, who came back for his sixth year. Uh, T. Denson, who I thought was a guy that could potentially slide into that second cornerback spot. He's now appeared to move to safety. Haven't gotten that confirmed, but he's been working with the safeties during practice. Um, and then guys behind him, like Brandon Callaway, Javon Grisby, um, none of those guys have really shown the ability pro- to produce in, in, in meaningful games. Obviously, they played in the in the bowl game last year out of necessity. But, um, I mean, the cornerback spot's probably the biggest need on the team, and, and Purdue's going deep to try to get some guys to bring in there for some competition. As if we don't bring anyone, we are looking to pretty much have the team from the bowl game, right? At least at cornerback, essentially, yeah. You're you're replacing Reese Taylor with Celine Turner, Celine Turner Muhammad. Oh, so dark days. So I I think I think you look at Coach Walters. He's sending a guy to the NFL right now, who's going to be a top five, top ten picks. I've seen him up to four in some mock or five in some mock drafts. Devon Witherspoon. Jartavis Martin's going to be an NFL draft pick. Sidney Brown's going to be a draft pick. Um, I think guys will look at that, that success, and then the ability to come in and play right away at Purdue. I think he'll land one, possibly even two guys at the cornerback spot. Sounds like we need it <laughs> badly. But at least it looks like the two safety spots look pretty solid with uh, Sanusi Kane and Cam Allen. It's it, That'll help at least a little bit. And even then, they're still trying to get some, bring some guys in. They offered um, Anthony. Actually, I take that back. I don't know if they offered. They've at least contacted and and been in contact and talked to Anthony Wilson, who's a safety from Georgia Southern. Um, he's a two time All Sun Belt guy, three year starter. Um, I think they're looking for another safety. I mean, they they offered a few um, during the last portal window. I think they're trying to bring in a guy to play that third third safety. Uh, be that nickel guy for them because as of right now, it'd probably be Antonio Stevens who, I mean, Kevin Kane and Ryan Walters have been really impressed with him, uh, which is a good sign. Obviously he came off that, that devastating knee injury in 2020, but um, he's a guy that's, that showed a lot of promise. So I think if Purdue doesn't land another safety, I think he could fill in, um, but they'd probably prefer to bring in another guy. Right, right. And I know Jabari Brown is still on the roster, too. So yeah. he's got some experience and you, you, you always want depth. Yes. <laughs> and we saw we saw that as well with a uh, defensive line. They just brought in Malik Malik Langham from uh, from Vanderbilt. And that, that's another that's another spot that's that's been pretty banged up. I think they've had um, they've had Arkansas, the Arkansas transfer that Purdue brought in Isaiah Nichols. He still hasn't participate in the spring same with Demarjay Lewis who's expected to be a key key rotational guy defensive tackle Kydron Jenkins an outside linebacker who's essentially a part of the the defensive line uh, with the five-man front uh, he's probably going to be a starter he hasn't played yet Scotty Humbich another guy outside linebacker he hasn't played yet uh, Prince Boyd Jr. he hasn't played in the spring yet so the defensive line is really banged up and and that's going to be another focus for them on the on the transfer portal front would you say things are, you know, trending positively overall, though, uh, with the, just the team, the way it's trying to come together, even around all these injuries? Yeah, I, <laughs> we've had a really grim outlook uh, this far through the podcast. But uh, no, I mean, aside from the injuries and, and, 
and Coach Walters kind of said this. He's been happy with how they've kind of progressed. He said that Saturday scrimmage was probably the best that the that the defense has performed as of late. Um, they really shut Hudson Card and Maccabee and those guys down up until like the last couple series. Um, but the defense is coming on, and this team is going to look vastly different um, in the fall, especially from a defensive perspective, just getting all those guys back, bringing in some transfers. But right now they're just building that base or impl- installing the offense and defense, um, two vastly different systems than what all these guys have learned um, in the past. So um, I think Coach Walters, C- Kevin Kane, Graham Harrell, all those guys have been super optimistic. And then all the players that we've talked to have been – super excited about just how things have been going the the atmosphere and the culture in the building um it feels like it's improved and um feels like it feels like they're they're setting a really good standard um here this spring awesome that is that is wonderful to hear and uh it's always it's always good to get that involved especially with the transfer guys coming in and uh speaking of transfer guys we were unable to talk about it much last week katie or katie katie (laughs) I was taking my shots from deep, Travis. All right. You've got some information. I shot higher than 28%, though. There you go. (laughs) But uh, you've got some information on Purdue's newest transfer to the men's basketball team. Lance Jones. Lance Jones. What can you tell us about it? So, there's, there's, do you want the, the alarming news or the good news? You know me. I Give me the alarming news. I'm terrified, as always. He shot like 28% last year on like 200-some three-point attempts. Yeah, that was scary. Here's the thing. He shot over 40% the year before on over 100 three-point attempts. So, like, a legitimate, legitimate amount of shots. Here's the encouraging bit. When you watch it, they are bad shots. They are contested pull-up threes. If you shoot the amount that he did, which is, I, I think it was like 250 some. That is a coach directive. <laughs> he is telling you, pull, pull at all times. We are taking shots. Take a shot and then take another shot. I don't even care if it's your shot. Shoot. We have seen Painter coach that out of play. David Jenkins came in and shot, uh, I think it was around 93s on the year after being a lifetime chucker of the ball. 28 of 80. 28 of 80. So that is, he's shown the year before that he can be an efficient shooter and his catch and shoot numbers much better than this pull-up. So just expect Lance Jones to eliminate the pull-up jumper from his game, which is fine because he's pretty good at getting to the rim, which is encouraging news for a team that really does need that up top. He is a Good athlete. I wouldn't say explosive vertically, um, but he was a defender of the league. What was it? MVAC or whatever. Missouri Valley. Yeah. Uh, Defensive player of the year there. Really strong on that end. Really presses. Is a very attentive defender off ball. Something that uh, has not always been the case at Purdue, you could say. Mm -hmm. So I think he is a good punch to play behind Fletcher and Braden Smith. The fact is, we Purdue was never going to get, most likely, a crier, a top program big guy or guard, because those guys are leaving crowded backfields already. They're not going to go to a team that just won the Big Ten by three games 
It was ranked number one for seven weeks with true, true freshman guards. Whatever you want to say about the liabilities in the tournament and what happened, those are two true freshmen that won the Big Ten by three games that walked through the Big Ten tournament. They're going to get better. By the way, Miles Colvin is also coming. So there was, it was pie in the sky to think that someone was going to come in with the caliber that was going to take one of those starting spots. Because why would you transfer and pick a new school where you have to relearn a whole new system and be at a disadvantage all summer going up against two guys that earn that spot as true freshmen? Good point. Good and point. now we have a guy who plays defense, who's a good athlete, who can get to the basket and played a very big role. I like guys that have been asked to do more than they're comfortable with on offense because that's the only way you get better at it, really. And he's pretty much had four years of getting more and more offensive responsibility, stepping out his game, adding to it. And now he comes to Purdue where you know there's going to be open shots. He's not going to have to work that hard, regardless of if Edie comes back or not. Matt Painter's offense has, always has, created wide open threes for everyone involved. So his job is going to be easier than ever. He's good at catch and shoot threes. His form looks good. I am encouraged by the signing. I think it's the exact kind of thing. They had to have at least one guard come in, and they got one. Now, is this a, is this a situation where it's almost a plug-and-play with him and with Colvin, just a plug-and-play for Newman and Jenkins being gone, or no? I, it'll, yes, for Jenkins. He, he is absolutely a plug-and-play. He's going to take up the back – the backup point guard minutes, and if he plays well, we'll take some backup shooting guard minutes. Miles Colvin, uh, yes. Uh, the the ceiling is the roof, or the roof is the ceiling for him. Who knows how good he could be? He could absolutely take over the starting job. He could take it over for Ethan Morton. He could take it over for Fletcher Lawyer, depending on how he plays, how everyone else plays. Um, but you also have Camden, Camden Heidi coming in, so... Are those minutes split? Can Heidi play the three? Can he play the four? Uh, I I don't think the rotation is going to be very clear for a little while. I, I can see where it's not going to be very clear because I not only are you having two new guys come in to a team that's already well established, and assuming Edie does return, um, you like you mentioned, you've also got Heidi and you've got Berg. And they've already used their red shirt. So they're going to want to get some minutes in there. So Berg, who is once again, a seven footer with a cast on his foot. Second yeah, time since being at Purdue. It's concerning. That it's, is concerning. There's not yes. a good history. No, no. Especially <laughs> when mobility is probably his biggest strength right now. Mm. He shoots the ball well and he moves, but foot issues tend to stick around. Yeah. Especially when you're that big, because he's what seven three, uh, seven two seven three. He doesn't look small next to Edie, and that's an alarming thing to see. <laughs> so, I guess with the next question we can have is uh, what's out there is the one everybody wants to know is Edie coming back? What do you think? I I don't think a decision will be made till May. Um, that's when agents gets their hands on Edie. That's when NBA personnel will get their hands on Edie. The combine will be whatever, but he will go work out for teams one-on-one. He will have long conversations with him. Um, 
generally those guys are pretty honest um, with players that late in the round. Like Edie's a, a special uh, a pretty special case. We haven't really seen anyone come out of college that 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 is that dominant in the post, like in the post with that kind of size to really judge whether he will be effective in the NBA or not. The only thing you can go on is that he was pretty good for team Canada against pros made the roster at super young. He was like in on the U 19 team and on the team Canada team at the same time. Yeah. Cause he almost made the Olympics for the senior national team. Yeah. So like he, he is a viable professional big man. Is it only the NBA that interests him? If, if he can go make money, it is a battle of time. He is seven foot four, 300 pounds. He doesn't know how long he has. And that is the only reason he's not considering coming back to Purdue is because he doesn't know if he has to maximize the next five years, four years, seven years, what he has coming. And I think nothing I've seen indicates that the NBA is jumping to get their hands on him. And I think that is the open door. I think it is truly 50-50 right now. I'm surprised that we've not heard anything in terms of a, you know, I guess I'm declaring for the draft, not hiring an agent, but I, I'm guessing at this point, it's, it's semantics. just, it's, yeah, semantics it's semantics and it's just assumed. Yeah. So, yeah. and you don't have to hire an agent. Like he might okay. just do it on its own. Like, like no, it, I think you can do it. What? Three times now. So like he did it last year, he can do it this year and he can do it again next year. <laughs> Nojo Eastern did it. Yeah, yeah he did. yes, he yes he did. That is that a worked out great. Statement that worked out great. <laughs> I did want to add. I think this could play out until June because I looked it up. The early entry withdrawal deadline is June twelfth, so we could be sitting here without an answer until June twelfth. I so I think just from who he is and the people around him, I don't think this is a decision that's. Yeah, you're you're going to want to have as many one-on-one team meetings. I think they're going to know a week after the combine. <laughs> Cuz it's going to be it's going to be pretty black or white with the NBA people. And I think that's the decision. Like that that's my read on it, but it it definitely could go late, but I think all parties involved want a decision quicker than later. And of course, we still have the wild card of NIL money, and as a Canadian, it's got to all go through Canada. So, uh, if we can get a Tim Horton sponsorship going, let's make that work. I love some Tim Horton's coffee. I mean, it's good. <laughs> all right. So, now that we've discussed that, what about the next level of recruiting? You said you had some news on uh, the 2024 class and who you saw today. Yeah, me and Jace were down in uh, Noblesville at the Go Bananas. What was it called? Mojo Up Sports Complex. Mojo Up Sports Complex. Shout out. Oh. It was nice. They were playing on the first court when he walked in. He didn't have to walk all the way around. Um, but yeah, we saw saw three Purdue targets. Uh, Malachi Moreno. Um, he was on one of the younger Indiana elite teams. He's Every bit of 6'11", big body, long arms, moves pretty well, not an explosive athlete, um, decent lateral quickness. He would be 
in the blend of a big guy that can shoot the ball a little, um, rebound really well, defend the rim, just really long, really big, uh, especially for someone in a class of uh, 2025. He's a four-star, 62 ranked nationally by rivals right now. Um, obviously, Purdue and big men. Like what? Yeah. It's pretty traditional in that sense. Um, can stretch it a little more than Purdue's used to. Um, definitely an intriguing name. A lot of size. Um, he gets a little more in shape and a little quicker. He could definitely uh, move up those rankings in the next year or two. Then, your favorite, Flory Badunga. I'm coming around on him. Travis, I'm not going to lie. Um, the more he gets away from Kokomo and that coach and that system, uh, he, Jace, you missed it. He didn't make a three like he did the day before, mm. but they were up about 30 and he's bringing the ball up the court and he put a between the leg dribble crossover and put a kid on the ground, broke his ankle and then hit a step back and missed the jump shot. But he, he is a, a better passer than I feel like you get the sense of with that Kokomo offense, especially because they're, they yeah. really don't set it up for him to take advantage of being on the move while he's being doubled or drawing all that attention. It's really stationary in the post where you can only really get it away to a cutter or a three point shooter out there. He's looked good in transition, um, finding the open guy, moving quickly, getting a rebound and pushing up court. That's going to be something in college. Like that's, that's really valuable. If you can grab a ball and go, he doesn't look terrible doing it. And he's just athletically just plays above the rim. Just better than pretty much anyone else in the state right now. That's that's pretty much exactly what he did in the state championship game against Ben Davis. Uh, yeah, and he was uh, that was part of why I'm feeling better too. Because pretty much when Kokomo, well, when Kokomo couldn't big shoot. was in there, it, he handled Badunga pretty well. Yeah. But the rest of the time, yeah, Badunga's he's definitely very good, and he he's impressive. Um, a much better motor in AAU than high school, it seemed like. And and when he was at Kokomo, I think I felt like so much of what they did was if their shooters were hitting, that's what opened everything up. And that was not the case against Ben Davis in the championship game. They they had a good start in the first quarter, and then everybody was missing everything. And so, but he still dragged them back in that game with his play in the third quarter. He, he single-handedly took it over for a bit. And, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff that gets me excited about him. And hopefully we still got a chance. It'd be nice. I've still not heard anything that Purdue is um, moving ahead on that. But I, I, I would still be surprised. But the more I watch him, the more I think, like, that is the kind of athlete that could be pretty interesting – to unleash on a defense, especially. And then uh, if you want to unlock a little more pick and roll than normal and get out in transition, but he also has a teammate, Travis Perry, Kentucky mm-hmm. kid, six, two. Uh, I believe Jace, he describes himself as a mix between Braden Smith and Fletcher lawyer to you. Yep. And that's exactly what he is. 
He's a little bit taller than Braden Smith, thicker than Fletcher Lawyer, not quite as big. Um, I would say he has a lot of the playmaking instincts that Braden Smith does. He's a very quick passer, um, very decisive with the ball, which you love to see. And obviously that's something that Painter values in a player. Very good set shooter. Um, pretty good shot maker. I wouldn't, I, I don't think he's a, he's obviously not as dynamic as Miles Colvin. I don't think he's quite to Jack Benner's level on just shot making. Benner's got a few inches on him. Um, but that set catch and shoot fundamentals, just, it is a pure jump shot, not a great athlete. Um, you know, we talked a little before this call, how Painter has admitted that he's gone a little too much into getting his guys. This is his guy. Like (laughs) this is the exact kind of player that he's been getting slightly under athleticism wise, but has all the ball instincts, all the, all the intangibles and everything you want, just a little lacking in explosiveness and just quickness. But he has an interesting frame. He's not like Lawyer in the sense that he looks like a twig and even Braden Smith a little. He's got broad shoulders. He's pretty thick. So there's certainly a chance that he could be a stronger guard with the ball. Um, And he definitely doesn't hesitate to drive in, um, has pretty good instincts passing out of that. So, Definitely, he's a four-star right now for us, I believe. Yeah, four-star, 86 nationally in the 2024 class. Um, it would be interesting to add him to the mix, especially if Kanan and Jack are both going, uh, Kanan Catchings and Jack Benner would be part of that class as well with Fletcher and Braden around. He would seem... Uh, him or Benter would seem like redshirt candidates it would be a lot of minutes for a bunch of true freshmen combined with a lot of experience in the backcourt already. Cause the way it is now without, without a guard on the bench already. And even miles Colvin, I don't expect him to take over that point guard role. Uh, Painter's probably going to have to get a transfer in the portal again next season with some experience. So it, it would be hard to imagine. Could he, in theory, fill in the role like Braden Smith did, only off the bench? Yes. But I, everything we've seen from Painter, I think he would rather get a transfer and keep a kid for an extra year. So is he willing to do that? I don't know. Yeah, we, we have a history of that. I mean, that's that's kind of what he tried to do with, uh, with Newman and uh, Gillis, really. Yeah. So. And like, he would have considered it probably a Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer if it was possible. Yeah, that's true. Even though I, I obviously both showed way more than like they they did not need to redshirt. But if Jay Nivey comes, if Jay Nivey was back last year, do you consider it one of them? You probably have the conversation at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'll be if you add Perry to this team and you have Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer, Miles Colvin, Cannon Catchings, Jack Benter. Travis Perry, just pure playmaking and shot making. That's probably the best depth that Painter would have had on a team ever. Yeah. And then you would still have some experience. You just got to get an experience big in there and you could still have a uh, Trey Kaufman run around by then too. Right. Which is 
the other domino to fall with Edie, I would imagine. Really? Okay. I That's coming from nothing. That is literally just coming from if I'm Trey Kaufman ran and Edie comes back, I don't think I'm wasting another year playing four minutes off the bench. He was playing more than four minutes. Not he every playing game. About, he was playing about 12 is what he averaged. There were there were plenty of games where he barely got off the bench. Yeah, it's true. But. I, I don't think Edie's going to take a step back next year in minutes if he comes back. <laughs> this is true, but you still got some minutes at the four. It's, it's going to be interesting. That, that To me, that's the biggest issue is how do you how do you juggle those minutes? How do you spread everything out? Because there are just there's a lot of talented basketball players on this team. And how do you get that rotation right? It's a good place to be. Don't get me wrong. I love that. But uh, it's it's just going to be a fascinating year, I think. Yeah, I it's two different teams, whether Edie comes back or not. Right. It's mm-hmm. either going to be a bit of an. Ex- I don't know how much experimental it'll be. Trey Kaufman Wren is a fascinating player because in theory, he has both the best of the post-up mismatch type of game and the ability to step out and play outside. Purdue hasn't ever really had that in the same player. We've had backup guys that can go outside, inside guys that can go and have them on the same team, but when you throw that with Caleb first and then Berg in theory, all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of versatile bigs and that changes up what you can do, but you also, right. It next year is going to be fascinating. I we, we think just I, don't know how yet. I think I'm crazy for thinking that this team could somehow be better in the tournament without Edie because of that versatility. And that, to me, that's why they lost that game. I know Edie's not why they lost that game. It's there's a lot of reasons they lost that game. It wasn't Edie, but this this team can be. It's it's not as locked into what it is, like you said, with that, without Edie, and that could be very fascinating, very interesting. So, I'm gonna go ahead and say I would prefer to have Edie and add Miles Colvin to the mix, and gonna say that that Purdue team is gonna be more dynamic for a reason. I hope so. It needs to be. <laughs> but we can worry about all that next year. It's probably time to start wrapping this show up. Jace, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts before uh, before we get, finish up tonight? Nope. Sorry. Travis Perry is having a visit with Matt Painter. Or Matt Painter is visiting Travis Perry on Wednesday. Oh, okay. In-house. Oh. So, you that's, it was that's waffle good house, news. Travis? <laughs> no, I did not think it was at the Waffle House. <laughs> <sighs> all right so any final thoughts jace nope i'm good <laughs> how about you casey do you have any final thoughts uh other than dropping that travis perry knowledge on us if we've learned anything shoot your shot this yeah it's true how about your dog i know he was on the screen there for a moment i don't know he's whiny <laughs> This is why you gotta have a cat. The cat's been on my lap the whole time. Gross. You haven't heard her. Gross. Don't, Gross. don't you disrespect my little girl. Anyway. <laughs> All righty. Well, that should wrap things up here for the Boiler Upload podcast. As always, we thank you for listening. And so for Jace, for Casey, and for myself, Travis Miller, this has been our show and Boiler Up. <laughs>